Hey, you guys want to know something special? Yeah. Strike me down with all of your hatred. This will be our 100th episode. <gasps> That's pretty cool. Oh, boy. We've talked we about Doug it. for a, at least 100 hours. <laughs> well over 100 <laughs> hours at this point. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. One and a Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. It's my birthday today, and I'm 33. That means only one thing. Bring it in, guys! <laughs> and Jim. We are going to jail. Today, we cover episode 51, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 51, Part one's title is Doug Throws a Party. This is by far the horniest episode we've had since Doug went into the woods. Oh my god, yeah, it is. (laughs) Everybody is extremely that way. Like, this is, (laughs) if you have a low tolerance for the weird homoeroticism slash just general horniness of Doug, this is not going to be your episode, because holy Christ, man. (laughs) Like, a character strips down to their underwear for the sake of a dare in the basement. This is treated as normal. (laughs) Strangely, it is written by the same two people who they only wrote one other episode, that being the one where Doug got scammed by mail. Uh, And that one was, like, not very horny. Yeah, that one had no horniness in it at all. That one was almost agonizingly dry dick. (laughs) Agonizingly. This episode also features uh, Doug's dad, Phil, dressed up as a clown. The clear best part of the episode. Yes. (laughs) For no payoff. Oh, yeah. It's just there. (laughs) It's just just there. (laughs) It is the best part of the episode. For your birthday, Doug, I decided that I'd impersonate my dead brother. (laughs) Yeah. And hey, real quick before we get started, what better episode to have this on than our 100th episode of the podcast? Yay! Bring it in, guys. (laughs) Congratulations! Everybody comes into the basement for some huge homoeroticism. (laughs) And good times. But seriously, thanks you guys for doing this, uh, and thank you, dear reader, for listening for 100 episodes of Doug. Good God. (laughs) There are four full days of your life that you could have spent doing anything else that you spent listening to us. And you're richer for it. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here again, for real. But let's dive into this one. So this begins with Doug imagining about what it's going to be like when he throws his very first party. Dear Journal, when I thought about throwing my first party party, I knew exactly how I wanted it to go. And this is weird because we've had episodes about Doug having parties yeah. before, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have. <laughs> like, we've the had show's almost multi- over. We've had multiple episodes of Doug throwing parties. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Time, <laughs> as we all know, is very, very sick. 
But this one has a clear timestamp in it. This one, like, comes after a event. Like, this one takes place. We have, yes, like, we a know for a fact it comes after the Halloween episode because Roger and Skeeter are back to being two different people. No, we know there's more in this, too, that is, like, a clear keynote. Uh, I forget where it is. Oh, no, no, no. It's after uh, the episode when Patty and Doug went on a date. Yeah, that the events of that episode are referred back to, which is horrifying because Doug is demonstrating some continuity inside it. That's yeah. never happened before. It's a good thing the series is almost over. <laughs> it's a good thing so that we can erase the canon and put this entirely in the Doug Legends franchise before it gets bought by Disney. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, so Doug is imagining about this first party, right? He imagines like a big red carpet event with like a bunch of people who want to get in who are not allowed in and are being held back. It's by us. The... It's just us. Right. And we're being held back by the cops of the town. I got let into the party personally. What was that like? How? Uh, I dressed up as Pat. He sucked Fitz prison off. Right. What, Dressed what was up going, as Patty Mayonnaise. What was going on in there? Uh, Doug was sitting and everyone was standing around him in a circle yelling at him. And he said he was saying the words, sorry, father. <laughs> and it was, it was the greatest party. part. I mean, that's that, that sounds pretty much like what might happen at weird rich people parties, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone had clothes on. Right. And there was a pile of cocaine in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like America. <laughs> I was glad I was dressed well, as Patty Mayonnaise, a fictional cartoon character. <laughs> right. It also sounds appropriate for a weird billionaire party. <laughs> oh, God. At some point, we're going to have to watch the live Doug show that was taped at some point, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> We've hell. tried. We've tried it a couple times, and it's hard to get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine briefly the trials and travails of the person told you have to put on the Patty Mayonnaise outfit. Put the mayonnaise outfit on. The Skeeter actor is wearing blue face. Uh, Cool. Somehow the pork chop actor is the worst, though. (laughs) The pork chop actor is fucking horrifying. That one I've seen. That one I have nightmares (laughs) about. Well, so at this party in particular that Doug is imagining, uh, they, there is a news reporter out the front who says that it is the first party of the season being held by Dougie D. Dougie D <laughs> returns, ladies and gentlemen. You thought that was a one-off gag. No, they brought it back for no apparent fucking reason. Recall, dear reader, that Dougie D was Doug's rap persona, in which he wore baggy pants and a backwards cap and sunglasses and no shirts, and rapped about how all the ladies want to call him. (laughs) Unfortunately, and or fortunately, we do not see Dougie D in this fantasy, but he is referred to only in name. We do see Doug's dick, though. Of course, that's just like on all of the posters outside that are advertising the party. Guys, say he's pretty hung. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, whatever. I mean, this is his fantasy zone. <laughs> yeah, this party is brought to you by the Micropenis brand ambassadorship. <laughs> yes. Well, so we hear that the beats are playing, and that also Patty Mayonnaise is just pulling up. And she pulls up in a limo, and she's wearing like a fucking Pillsbury Doughboy hat. 
<laughs> I don't know what this thing is. It's 90s, it's 90s Freya fashion. I guess so. Miss Mayonnaise, could we have a word? Sure! Rumors have been flying about you and Dougie D and your on-again, off-again courtship. Is tonight the night we'll see something definite? Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Patty's like, I hope so, but he keeps talking about his Funko Pops. i was under the impression that this was implying that doug dumped her but i see what you're saying that she's like man i really want to get serious but he is insufferable (laughs) (laughs) i was also laughing about this party happening when doug was like is like 37 but he's 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 pretending he's 11 (laughs) oh no it's just like a michael jackson party yeah oh god oh no well, this is what's in the fantasy zone. She's like, all right, it's time to go back to reality, she says Thank to the God. camera. with <laughs> sticky in here. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we pull out of Doug's fantasy, and we see that Doug is dressing up for a party. He's wearing a pink button-up shirt and khakis. Loser. And a green belt with green shoes. <laughs> now he's back to being cool. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's a bold style choice, right? At least, at least yeah, he is bold. matching his he's matching his belt and shoes, which is pretty cool. But also, uh, you know, purple and green. He's fucking Joker clothes. What a badass! <laughs> <laughs> he's twisted like the Joker. Of course, I like the thought that Doug has become the Joker well in advance of the Joker getting any recognition outside of insufferable nerd circles <laughs> yes laugh at my boner will you batman oh <laughs> uh, well he also is puts on these like small round black sunglasses pervert glasses yeah absolute pervert glasses <laughs> and he looks in the mirror and goes let's Party. He says it in such a funny way, too. It's it's amazing. Let's party. He's the fucking creeper, right? Oh, if he walked yeah. up to Patty Mayonnaise with those glasses on and went, let's party. That's the would. guy you buy coke from. <laughs> Even Mr. Shellacki would look at this and be like, dude, tone it down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm just here to buy cocaine from you. I'm not here to get to do it with you. <laughs> well, he says he's excited for the coolest, hippest party ever. And then he goes downstairs and his mom yells surprise at him, even though he knew the party was happening. Mm-hmm. Surprise, we're jumping in on your birthday that we were throwing for you. Is it his birthday? Do we know that? I'm assuming birthday given the really awful effects, particularly given the fact that Doug's dad is in a clown outfit, and I have to imagine <laughs> that's a special treat. That's not something that uh, Phil does just every day. Where's the mask, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is what mom is, maybe is what mom's referring to when she says surprise, because then it pans over to dad in a full fucking clown suit, complete with afro and honky horn, and he says, Hey son, let's party! (laughs) It's the last thing you ever see. (laughs) (laughs) Also the last words you ever hear are, hey son, let's party. Coming from a clown, thank you. 
Tito, this is not a drill. We have clown fill. I am so surprised that this wasn't one of the earworm phrases that got stuck in your head, Sam. Uh, one's how? Coming, one's coming up, Sam. But how the fuck was Hayes on Let's Party? <laughs> in a clown suit, not the thing in your head. I don't know, man. I don't know how my brain works. <laughs> Real cool party, son. <laughs> 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 the image sticks in your head, but the uh I had totally forgotten about it. I totally forgot about Clownfill. <laughs> well, yeah, Clownfill is added to no Traumatic fucking payoff. <laughs> Clownfill is an important part of the Doug cinematic universe. In that he's gone outside of the first fucking 30 seconds of this show. They add <laughs> so him good. just to creep you the fuck out. <laughs> And to make us excited to watch the rest of the episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you don't see Clown Phil, you should be very aware you don't know where Clown Phil is. Remain oh vigilant. When Clown Phil is not on the screen, everyone should be asking, where's Clown Phil? <laughs> and we all, I was for the Same. rest of this episode. Clown Phil is, you see him in one scene after the title card, and then that's it. Clown Phil is gone. He's well, gone. Clown Phil, <laughs> and clearly due to the fact that uh, Phil had gotten into the clown getup, and the fact that we don't see Doug's parents for the rest of the episode <laughs> after the opening two minutes, means that finally, at long horrifying last, Fido was gotten into the mood by Phil stomping around <laughs> in a clown outfit terrifying children, and this is when Dirt Bike was conceived. Oh, and that makes sense, actually, because I was going to say, so there is one reminder of Clownville at the very end of the episode. We hear the honking of the clown horn as it fades to black on a nighttime scene. And maybe that's when the act. We got him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. That is when Dirt Bike appears. <laughs> While my son and his friends are busy having extremely weirdly horny dialogue in the basement, <laughs> we are going into his room and we are going to make him a little sister. Oh no. This is what gets us off. Wait a minute, why is Mr. Bones underwear in here? <laughs> How do you know what Mr. Bones underwear looks like, Phil? <laughs> honk honk. <laughs> Oh, look, I'm a professional clown. That's how I make so much money. I've done other events, Theta. Doesn't matter what kind. Clown number five is in a committed monogamous relationship. <laughs> okay. Well, we also see around this room, in addition to a surprise clown fill, is ever this room is decorated in pig decor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which it's it's shown yep. later that this this is Uncle Grunty decor, right? Remember Unter, Uncle Gunter, Grunty and his barnyard gang? Yes, that one-off thing show. from like episode twelve, maybe. Right. Well, this was this episode was at first it was shown that Doug loved it when he was babysitting Phil, and then or, oh my god, when he was babysitting. Yeah, now we're <laughs> when he was babysitting Dale. Uh, and then also we saw that he was embarrassed to be seen at the taping of Uncle, Uncle Grunty later. 
So he's like secretly into it, but maybe his parents are like, oh yeah, you're totally into it, idiot. Yeah, he just likes the uh, all the pig balloons. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they saw todd's little brother holding the pig doug doll and they were like yeah you like this doug <laughs> oh, no, this is just happening because it's friday and todd left these up after the last time he <laughs> that's what it is yeah he brought him over todd was in charge of party decorations <laughs> oh my god Okay, so we cut to the tarot card and we cut back and we find that now the party is happening outside Doug's house in their backyard. I should also point out really quick that we see pictures in the background of people we've never seen before. There's a very strung out looking guy on the staircase behind Doug when the title card cuts in. The strung out looking guy uh, transforms halfway through the episode. (laughs) We'll get, sure to, we'll, get, does. we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> there is something about that. And yeah, that, that that picture used to be a picture of Doug, and now it's like a weird-ass, strung-out guy. Yeah, it looks like a guy that's like taking too much cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Doug's party. <laughs> well, we come back from the title card, and now the party is in their backyard, and um, people are just sitting around Doug's house, yawning and bored. And Dad is marching around in front of some of the people, see, like, just singing the song about the cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Hi ho, the Dario. Oh, gee, who wants to play a lightning round of pin the tail on the donkey? Oh man. Yeah. I'm guessing this was the earworm. He's hurting children around. He's just stomping around. It's not the earworm. Okay. Like I said, I have I totally blanked on Clownfill. It was a delightful little surprise in this episode. Incredible. Yeah, he's just stomping around, and people are actually following him around. They're like, all right, I guess we'll participate. Yeah, one of the guys just shrugs and then just follows him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And mom is hosting a lightning round of pin the tail on the donkey. Sick. Sick. Thanks, mom. (laughs) This party rocks, mom. (laughs) Surprise. But so they were outside and then we and Doug was out there, too. And then we instantly cut to now we are inside. Right. Yes. And mom and dad are gone. (laughs) And they don't show up ever again. And people are still playing Pin the Tail and the Donkey in here. Yes. So, I, and it's the same people. Like, Larry was out, Larry was one of the kids, and so was BB, who was in the kids in the the Cheese Stands Alone line. But now they're inside with Doug again. Yes. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, now they're all pissed off about how lame the party is. And Skeeter's like, oh, I'll play a new beat CD. And they play it, but and but oh no, it's baby music, and it uh, sucks. This is the way we What was that, Skeeter? This does nothing. This is nothing. This is the way we suck our dicks, suck our dicks, suck our dicks. <laughs> yes, that is the song that he's playing. That uh, that 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 Dale was listening to earlier. all through the town. He says the baffling line, I guess Dale was messing with my CDs again. So Dale has now graduated from merely trolling Doug to also trolling Skeeter. 
and trolling Doug harder because he knew that Skeeter was going to bring this CD to Doug's house. So even though he wasn't even invited, he's still trolling Doug. He's overriding uh, uh, Skeeter's CDs with a CD burner 12 <laughs> yeah. years before anyone else has a CD burner. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere Dale is seated in front of a barnyard chessboard and just giggling to himself saying, Chuck me, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> While wearing one of the Uncle Grunty party hats from the party. It's my party now, bitch. <laughs> yes. Patty's Papa's my girlfriend now. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Well, so Patty and Connie show up to the party and Patty says hello, but Doug just screams in her face that he thought she had practice and doesn't even acknowledge that Connie has showed up. And Connie is wearing a wild fucking like cat in the hat hat. Yeah. And... Then, like, while while Connie runs off being embarrassed about it, uh, Patty reveals that Connie has gotten a bad haircut. And, like, half of her head is shaved, you can see from underneath that. She just has, like, a a flap of hair. (laughs) It's kind of cool looking. (laughs) It's very, it would be acceptable in the year 2020. Right, exactly. It's like very, it's very much what people get haircuts like now, and it looks cool. Yeah. But now she has to wear the fucking 90s rave wear. <laughs> yes, which looks much cooler, actually. Right. <laughs> and so Roger is also there. You, you've always got to wonder why Roger and his bullies are constantly invited to Doug's birthday parties. <laughs> oh, you know. But whatever. Roger jokes about how bad the party is. And then he says, I know a little game that could pull this thing right out of the dumper. No comment. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No comments from anybody on this, really? I think it stands for itself. (laughs) The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone, having been pulled right out of the dumper where it was being stored for reasons. Where it had impacted my colon. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, hi-ho the dairy <laughs> Remember, kids, if you do a keto diet, eat your fiber. <laughs> Cheese stands alone. Okay. Well, so Roger says that it's time to play truth or dare. And that's a game that kids play at cool parties. <laughs> I will admit that this is my first exposure to Truth or Dare as a child. It was Doug. Really? Yep. I didn't know about it. Did it make you want to play it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was just like, why would anyone do this? <laughs> Jesus. It seems, it seems borderline abusive. Yeah, this <laughs> yes. is a game centered around causing one another social anxiety. Yeah. I mean, so are most games, especially not drinking games. Drinking games do the opposite of that. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought a lot of them are still like to make your to make your punish your friends and stuff. They're all an excuse to drink more. That's all they I are. Suppose. That's true. And I did like how always in college when we did drinking games, we would turn all the rules into just fun rules that were like you. You gotta be a friend to your neighbor instead of you, <laughs> you gotta to drink twenty them. shots. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell them that they're great and that. 
you like them and you enjoy hanging out with them. For some reason, we always try to get Mike to drink more after he instituted one of those. (laughs) Good. Well, so Connie says that her parents say she's not allowed to play this game. Loser. (laughs) Parents aren't here. Who the hell are your parents, Connie? <laughs> Connie says this and then just chugs a fifth of whiskey. <laughs> now I'm ready to play a game. Uh, but I'm not allowed to play Truth or Dare. Let's play <laughs> Russian Roulette. <laughs> Looks at Roger and licks her lips. <laughs> I'm liking this new character, Connie, who thirsts for death. <laughs> I mean, she's badass in this episode, so whatever. <laughs> yep. Uh, excuse me, she commits the crime of assault, and she assaults Roger. <laughs> yes, excuse and? Me. That's it's a crime. Cool. Yeah, it's cool, and then she drinks <laughs> more whiskey. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Roger says that anyone who's not too much of a baby to play is gonna is gonna come to Doug's basement now. Huh. <laughs> And We're going to pull this out of the dumper by coming in Doug's basement. <laughs> oh, no. Just throwing that one out there. <laughs> oh, no. And I like that half of Roger's friends decide not to come. <laughs> Only Willie goes, but Ned and Boomer do not go. I'm going to go play patty cake outside. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go play Space Monks on Doug's video game console. Fuck you. <laughs> We're we're using this as an excuse to rob Doug's house. <laughs> well, they're in the basement. Go rob everything. Yes. Go go steal Doug's new bike. <laughs> well, they they all go down there, and it's like I forget exactly who's down there, but it's like Skeeter and Roger and Willie and BB and Loretta and Patty and Doug and Larry. And maybe some other people. That's about right. Yeah, the presence of Loretta and not Fentruck is weird. Fentruck got deported. (laughs) Fentruck wasn't invited because Doug was still thinking that he had a crush on Patty. (laughs) Whereas Loretta was invited because Doug wanted to make sure that Skeeter had something to do with his free time. Right, of course. She doesn't get any lines, though. Loretta nope. shows up all the time these days, and she never gets lines anymore. Well, Absolutely yeah, because not. they needed a third female character, except for that giving her a character would have involved, like, paying a voice actress, so fuck that shit. I suppose. Well, so, they 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 draw straws to see who goes first, and Willie goes first, and he picks Larry. And he asks Larry a truth or dare, and Larry's like, truth, bitch. And and then uh, Willie goes, Okay, you asked for it. If you ever watched a film strip in the AV room at school without permission? Well, there was this one time. I watched some dog pornos one time. Does that count? (laughs) No, I had permission for that, though. <laughs> yeah, the teacher showed it to me. Right, Mr. Schlackey's Behavior Club teacher. <laughs> Mr. Computer has some exciting things on him, kids. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Larry says yes, and he's about to explain what he watched, so it could have been and something thank juicy. thank God it gets cut off. <laughs> now, he explains the dog thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's a, if you listen real close and you cancel out what other people are saying with digital filtering, then you can hear that. That's right. Well, well, Roger interrupts his very good explanation here, and he says that that question sucks and was for shitty babies. <laughs> Hold it, hold it, hold it. Look, the game's no good if you play it like a bunch of preschoolers. Hokey jokey, do I have to do everything? Okay. Okay, Larry, who do you have a crush on? And Doug and Patty look at each other. Oh, no. Larry's about to drop some large pink truth. <laughs> Larry's large pink truth. I like that. That's also the name of Larry's podcast in the forthcoming oh, dark years. Oh my god, that's Larry's because oh, because Doug, we we've talked about how in the gritty Doug reboot, Doug will be a podcaster, and Larry will also be a podcaster, and it'll be about how much Doug's podcast sucks. <laughs> Larry is also going to be involved in some weird Alex Jones adjacent bullshit. <laughs> Larry's gonna sell me brain pills, and I'm gonna buy it's them. Like, <laughs> yes, he's like. Yeah, people bluffing tin, they're turning the freaking nematodes gay. <laughs> um. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a man and I'm coming. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Well, so they, they, as they look at each other, Larry stammers for a little bit, and then he says, he like just screams that he likes BB. I was laughing that he just goes, it's Doug, I like Doug. <laughs> I know, me too. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> or he goes, I like you, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> if only. There's that moment of extreme tension as everybody down there's like, oh no, oh no, this is some dangerous territory, says BB, and BB passes out with the horror of knowing that a nerd wants to do her. Yes. Yeah, they both pass out. Both Larry faints and BB screams. That's a good confidence booster. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? God. And then Roger throws punch on Larry's face, and he's chilling. He's fine. There's no fallout from this. He's already forgotten. <laughs> Everyone in the room has, because it doesn't directly impact Doug. Right. <laughs> well, Larry picks Skeeter, and he says Skeeter's like, dare. And Skeeter tells him to stand on his head in front of everyone. Well, you might think that's, you know, that's a kind of weird dare thing. That, hey, you can watch that and be funny. But Roger finds this unsatisfactory. Oh, no. <laughs> we have to make it interesting. Yes. Roger leans in and he tells Larry some secrets. And then Larry grins. I really grins. want to see the outline of his blue dick up against his underpants. Oh my god, because Larry grins and he yells, In his underwear! His little, his little pink penis gets hard <laughs> as a rock. Oh my god, Larry's truth. 
Like, <laughs> you don't expect that the TV show Doug is going to introduce you to the wonders of stripping to your underpants in your best friend's basement. But you know what? Kids got to learn about these facts of life someday. <laughs> you got to pull that party right out of the dumper. <laughs> uh, hey. And then Skeeter fucking does it. And everyone stares at him awkwardly. <laughs> like, everyone's like, mm, did we really want this? Roger, meanwhile, is cackling like crazy because, yes, Roger wanted exactly this. Finally, he can yeah. witness this from the outside. <laughs> yes. Roger and Willie are just giggling like crazy. And Skeeter's face is totally blank and everyone else is just like, man, <laughs> come on. But Skeeter also, he's still wearing his, his fun shoes, which is great. He pulled his parachute pants down over his shoes. <laughs> How the hell is he um, pulling them over his shoes except for also... Oh, wait, no, he's took them off. But I'm just picturing, yeah, he yeah. took the pants down over the shoes. And then he gets up and uh, is doing the headstand. And the pants fall back down over the underpants. And Roger's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck off. Or maybe he took his shoes off, then took the pants off, and then put the shoes back on. Because <laughs> Doug's floor is dirty. <laughs> How much dog shit is down here? <laughs> yes. So Skeeter is like, all right, I did that, I guess. And Puts Roger is like, <laughs> yes. And Roger's like, come on, man. We just got it. We're trying to make funny throw a good party here. And we don't want to let him down. This is some good shit. And when he says that, Loretta and Patty both grin and go, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everybody's getting hard. Everybody loves this so far. At least Loretta and Patty do, which is very strange. What a good fucking party. <laughs> yes. Having such a good fucking time. Larry passed out and then Skeeter took his clothes off. <laughs> Where is Clown Dad? <laughs> Where are your parents? <laughs> what? Like, during Truth or Dare, Phil comes down, he honks the sword, he's like, I've been playing this game since I was your age. Just count me in. Honk, oh, honk. God. <laughs> and Doug's like, Dad, I dare you to tell me you care about me. <laughs> it's like, I gotta go, honk, honk. Different party. <laughs> oh, I'm not Dad. I'm your clown friend. <laughs> God, <laughs> sad. <laughs> okay, well, Skeeter picks Patty, and uh, Doug imagines that he's gonna be on the mush connection with a host, Roger. And he's he's imagining that Skeeter is gonna tell Doug to do some stuff here, and he's imagining. That Roger now is asking, is is the host of the Mush Connection, uh, and is asking Doug, or excuse me, has Doug on a couch and is asking Patty on a TV screen how her date with Doug went. And Patty starts going in saying that it was awful. She describes exactly the chain of events that occurred at the tail end of Doug Gets a Date. Okay, Patty, tell the truth. How was it? Awful. First, he took me to a terrible movie. Then he tried to hold my hand. He thought he was so cool. Then when we got to my house, I could tell he wanted to kiss me, so I ran inside and slammed the door in his face. I wanted to puke. Ah! 
first he took me to Conan 2 and repeated all the lines alongside the film. (laughs) (laughs) Then he took me to a comic book shop and got in an argument with the store owner about Batman. Then he took me to the liquor store and got Rice Krispie treats as as dessert from a lady. Are you speaking from experience? (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely not. The, one, the part that I think is most believable that you would have done on a date is the getting a Rice Krispie treat from the liquor store and saying to serve from a lady. <laughs> You've definitely done that. Come on, man. <laughs> Done that for myself. <laughs> and you said to yes. serve the lady as you shoved it into your mouth. <laughs> also, you don't get in an argument with a comic store, guys, about oh, Batman. They don't have any fucking opinions. Oh my Not God. if you're a pleasant person. Yeah. <laughs> Killed Mike. Good job. I wish that had been the series of events that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Doug going on a third episode. As soon as she started describing it, and she just described like a boring bad day, and I was like, I need to spice this up. Well, yeah, because the actual events of that episode were shockingly, but it was one of the most grounded bits in the series. And so, bizarrely, this is another shot of weirdly grounded Doug fantasy because you have him imagining in horror Patty's description of their date as a shitty date that sucked ass. Yeah, Conan 2 rules. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so do Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Although, that's a, like, and this the biggest thing about this is this is a moment of continuity in the Doug universe, right? Like, this happened after that, mm-hmm. right? I, yeah. Yeah. She, that is was... she describing the date that they actually had? Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah. Movie, it's identical. walked home. It's very obvious that he wanted to kiss me. We both felt kind of weird, and it didn't happen. Yep. Ugh. And she says, and 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 she, Roger asks if he if she would ever go out with him again, and she just screams, "God no!" <laughs> and then Roger drops him, Doug, into a pit as Patty grins on the screen. Time to go back to the dumper, Doug. <laughs> yes. Oh well, then he imagines. Uh, so we go back to the real world, and. Skeeter is being told by Roger that like he should he he should tell somebody to kiss somebody and Skeeter's like okay I dare you I dare for kissing as like Roger is whispering in his ear and then Doug goes and imagines that Skeeter is going to dare Patty to kiss Doug this is the most straight up horny fantasy the show ever gets oh dude this fantasy is straight creepy right oh yeah like smooch, smooch, smooch. <laughs> he is he's grinning like a maniac when he says this. When he's like, I dare you to kiss Doug on the lips. And then Patty starts screaming, no, 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 anything but that, as Doug shadows over her. And she attempts to flee, and Doug's shadow pursues. And yells, Pucker up, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is incredibly not... uncomfortable. I dare you to kiss Doug on the lips! No! No! Anything but that! Pucker up! Never! Here I come! And this is Doug imagining this. He's imagining what he would do if dared to kiss Patty. <laughs> this is Doug's fantasy. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll All have right. the alternate version of this one that they should have used instead of this one in just a second. Well, no, it turns out that Skeeter's dare for Patty is to kiss Porkchop. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> Kissing and a dog never, is gross. Don't do that. This is how the rage virus starts. Yeah. <laughs> it's somehow the one thing grosser than kissing Doug. <laughs> and pork and everybody groans when while pork chop jumps in like oh hell yeah and sprays <laughs> his mouth with mint. Dog or right, Doug licks his crotch way less than Porkchop does. <laughs> Not zero, but less. Yes. <laughs> Just a little bit less. And Patty kisses Porkchop on the cheek, even though Porkchop wanted it on the mouth. <laughs> and then Porkchop walks off. Very satisfied. My contract for the episode has been fulfilled. Carry on with your weird sexual tension, everyone. Right, Porkchop is never seen in this episode beforehand and then is never seen again. <laughs> At least this time you didn't have me in blackface. <laughs> For once. And then no, Patty is like, okay, now I pick you, Roger. And Roger's like, oh, hell yeah. And he sprays his mouth with minty stuff because he thinks it's kissing time. And he dares, she dares Roger to say something nice about Doug. Say again. something nice about Bug. I mean, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, horny levels going off the charts. Yeah, and Roger gets all Sundere here, and he's like, I, mm, I, don't, I can't say that. It's not like I really like him or anything. Oh. Like, he tries to say something, he just comes out as a mumbled little... And I choose to believe that the mumbled little... Is... God, I want to just... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out that what he says... I guess he's... Well, I guess he's... Uh, what? I said Funny's a really nice guy. That was a backhanded compliment. Oh, yeah. Funny's got a really nice fedora. <laughs> <laughs> he wears it so well. <laughs> Funny's got really good opinions about Batman at the comic store. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time Funny and me were out in the woods sometimes. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Funny knows that the Rice Krispie treats with M&Ms in them are, in, are superior. Oh, fuck off with that shit. Those are disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. Well, so he says, after that, he goes, now somebody's really going to get it. And he picks Doug. Licking his lips. Licking his lips and taping up his boner, he picks Doug. For fuck's sake, Doug, pick truth. For pick truth. <laughs> and Doug, he's like, oh, God. And he imagines what would happen if he picked truth. He imagines 
Uh, mad scientist Roger pointing Dr. Klotz. a Klotz. Tr- no longer Klotzenstein. They figured out that was a bad idea. <laughs> and Dr. Klotz is pointing a truth ray at Doug. And he says that by disabling the primary motor nervous drive shaft, it renders the higher cerebral neural gearbox helpless. You can render my shaft, buddy. <laughs> Whoa, you can render it helpless for all I care. <laughs> Tie me down. Yeah, to translate <laughs> out of technical, that means that if you punch somebody in the dick, it makes them say the true things. Is that is that how it works, Dr. Jim? Yes. No more questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so he fires it at Doug in this fantasy, and Doug says, I love Patty. I love the way her eyes light up when she laughs. I love the way the raindrops cling to her hair after a gentle summer's shower. <laughs> I love every blade of grass she ever walked on. Uh, that third one is the one that's stuck in my head. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't it, know. Every I love every blade of grass she's ever walked on, and then him going, you know it's true. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've got him in my collection next to Monk Monk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love smelling her hair after it rains when she's in front of me in class. She smells so good. <laughs> well, all, it, it, there, there's an observation gallery of all the kids watching this, and everyone is laughing as Patty yells at them to stop it and that she hates Doug. Uh, it's a lot of fantasies in this one. Yeah. Lot, yeah. <laughs> and none of them are good. Well, oh, guys, I think they all rock. <laughs> pretty good. Well, now Doug imagines what would happen if he says dare. And he imagines that Roger would tell him that he dares him to kiss Patty Mayonnaise. Oh boy. Brace yourselves. (laughs) Doug imagines parting the waves of all the other kids and seeing Patty lying on the ground helpless. And he walks over to her and sweeps her off the ground and gives her a big old smooch. And this transitions them into then being on the beach in swimsuits, smooching on the beach, and she yells, Oh, Doug, as the camera pans away from them and then over the water. (laughs) That one seems better. Oh, man. (laughs) I think I know why Doug came to this conclusion. Also, I know why Doug's pants have a wet splotch. Yeah, because she's yelling, Oh, Doug, as the camera pans away. God. This is about as close as you could come to having a sex scene on 90s TV. (laughs) That's like what they would do in like live action shows, right? Yep. (laughs) God, like the fade to black shit, which then Mm -hmm. happens after the pan away. (laughs) Yep. 
Jim Jenkins televises a sequence where uh, I think this is the first sex scene on Nickelodeon. And damn it, I'm uh, with him on it. We got to update the trivia section of the Doug Wiki for this episode saying it was yes. the first sex scene on Nickelodeon. This is Doug's first sex uh, fantasy. Oh my God. Well, he's so he <laughs> so now Doug comes out of this fantasy and he's got like that weird grin on where he's been thinking about some stuff. <laughs> we all know that look, gentlemen. What, what yeah. you thinking about? <laughs> what you thinking about, Doug? Definitely not thinking about fucking. Mm-hmm. And then he confidently says dare because he's no. certain he'll be right. No. <laughs> Don't do it. Giving Never Roger, do dare. Especially- giving your bully access to dare. <laughs> Are you fucking stupid? The thing it's about special- truth is you can lie. <laughs> Especially because he just saw Roger get screwed over by Dare, right? <laughs> he just saw Roger get what he did. You expect. can take back words, you cannot take back actions. Oh my god. You will remember jacking that green dick <laughs> off for the rest of your life. Oh no. <laughs> And Roger's just like, oh, hell yeah, because he has clearly, he has clearly premeditated what he's going to tell Doug. <laughs> oh, no, this is the punishment for not giving him truth, because the truth was going to be, so Doug got any <laughs> yeah. crushes, and he'd be yeah. utterly fucking destroyed when it turned out one of the crushes wasn't him. Right, he'd be, like, kicking his little boots into the ground with his, with his hands behind his back, looking at the floor, going, so Doug, uh, is there anyone in class that you like? and because he's so frustrated that didn't happen that he figured there's no way in hell funny would be that fucking stupid as to not let as to not pick truth Mm -hmm. but no he's that fucking stupid all right asshole let's (laughs) dance playing hard to get let's see how this goes well, Roger dares Doug to go upstairs and pull off Connie's hat in front of everyone so they can see her haircut. And fucking everyone, including Patty, who was the one who was sympathetic to be to, to Connie about this, they all fucking rush up the stairs ahead of Doug. Nobody says a fucking word to him. Hey, did anybody see where my parents went? Oh, no. I'm sure it's not important. Yeah. <laughs> They're still in the bag singing about the cheese to nobody. <laughs> it's, it's just, a sound like, it's like just soft Phil, honking. It's Phil is walking around the circle uh, by himself <laughs> singing that song, and Theta's just clapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Theta's doing a, uh, a speed round to pin the tail on the donkey by herself and can't get it. <laughs> I'm gonna let this kid. clown blindfold me. <laughs> yes. Okay, so they all rush upstairs, and this is the time when we see for the first time we see this new portrait on Doug's wall. It's an awful baby demon. It is a very weird man with a it's massive. A baby. <laughs> 
baby man with a fucking massive forehead like takes up three quarters of the picture frame is his forehead here and he has like a skullet like a Hulk Hogan skullet mm-hmm. and he's just like <clears throat> smiling pleasantly very it is, unnerving I don't who like the fuck is this guy <laughs> and as they pan around the room there's the, this living room is now covered with pictures of this guy <laughs> Yeah, it is, like, next to the stairs also. It's also above the piano, like... He's everywhere. It's a demon looking in from a window. (laughs) I have no idea what the hell this is, and it weirds me out. Uh But he's here. And so Doug walks past this awful man, (laughs) and, and he walks up to Connie, who's talking to some people about other stuff. And as Doug walks over, who he clearly has no stealth skills because she immediately turns around and tells him, hey, nice party, as Doug, he has his hand raised. He's about to do it, right? Hey, but he nice gets- party. I haven't had to see you for like the last 20 minutes. It's been great. <laughs> Your dad's song is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, so the only reason he stops is because he got caught, right? Because she catches him, and he was about to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Doug just fucking wanders off and doesn't say anything to her after she compliments him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was confronted by actually trying to do a thing and presented with an immediate source of counter-authority. I'm utterly fucking powerless. <laughs> well, Doug walks back to the group of grown-up kids who play truth or dare, and he goes up to him and he says, hey, I'm not going to do it. And Roger calls him a baby. <laughs> but Pace, right. he is right. You, you, you signed an oath when you started playing truth or dare. <laughs> yes. You're in breach of contract, Doug, so I get to steal anything I want from your house. Right. I get to raid your parents' liquor cabinet. <laughs> yeah. It's a solid scam if you can work it. So, but then Patty goes up to Doug and says, I think that's the most grown-up thing anyone's done all night. It was sweet not to do it, Doug. And then kisses him on the cheek? Yeah. Un- uh. Unexplainably kisses him on the cheek. And Why? Doug doesn't react at yeah, all. He Doug give a does shit. not seemingly notice. The thing that Doug has fantasized about for years is... <laughs> He just happens out of nowhere, and he's just smiling pleasantly, staring off into the distance. Remember that time that fireworks went off in the sky, (laughs) and Doug audibly had an accident when she held his hand? Accidentally? (laughs) When she accidentally held his hand. And now she kisses him on the cheek, and he's like, whatever. (laughs) Another day. Well, Connie comes over and she's like, to not do what? And Roger's like, this idiot, and just punches her hat off. And Connie screams at the reveal of her cool haircut. All right, she's got a Skrillex haircut. Yeah. Her haircut is incidentally the one that Loretta LaQuigley had on arrival into Bluffington. Oh, yeah. It's the and- exact same fucking haircut. 
It's like what she has now. Yes. <laughs> She's like, oh, God, I look like Loretta. Oh, no. Well, actually, wait. We have the same skin tone and the same hair type and the same hair color. So we are rapidly running into the problem of the animators can't really distinguish the two of us. Oh, jeez. Loretta's yeah. a little bit taller. So I had to wear the hat so that it, you'd think there were three girls in this town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, after this happens and she screams and Roger is giggling, uh, Connie just fucking socks him in the stomach. <laughs> Why don't you grow up, you big baby? Excuse me. Uh, excuse me, that's assault. Roger will be filing charges. I'm his lawyer. <laughs> This is also like one of the very few incidents of actual violence in this episode. In this, this series, is strange. Uh-huh. yeah, because we have not seen like violence has up until this point been exclusively the province of Roger, who is cool and good, and we side with at all times. This is I the mean, first case of violence being used on the bad guy. Well, there was the time when Doug and Larry got in a fight, and if you consider Doug or Larry a bad guy, <laughs> of course I do. Yes. yes. Larry is a victim of circumstance. Larry is a harmless nerd with harmless fantasies who definitely <laughs> has those megabytes of uh, questionable documentation <laughs> on his hard drive for innocent reasons. And also, I guess there was the time when Doug fantasized about punching Patty in the face. Oh, wait, there was also the time that Doug accidentally punched Roger, but then he spent the rest of the episode apologizing for it. Oh, yeah, And that's then weirding right. Roger out by looking at him funny. Right, he did the quail eye at Roger, and Roger was like, oh, all right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so this happens and it knocks the fuck, or knocks Roger the fuck out. Like, he is winded like crazy. Props to Connie. She got him right in the solar plexus. You just can't fucking breathe for a second or two after that happens. And Connie just screams, let's party, and everyone laughs. Party or I will destroy you. <laughs> And everyone starts Charlie Brown dancing awkwardly. <laughs> to no music. <laughs> to no music. Doug, can you get your dad back in here to start singing The Cheese Stands Alone again? <laughs> yeah, right. That's we a good point. We need to kick this party off. That's a really good point about the no music because it plays like beats adjacent music, but we know they don't have beats music on them uh-huh. right now because Skeeter's beats music didn't work. Yes. Well, just- okay, so there's no music. <laughs> <laughs> This has gone fully insane. <laughs> Connie seated on a throne of skulls saying, dance for me, peasants. Connie's, Connie's head slowly morphing into that baby demon's face. Yes. <laughs> oh, Just dance to the music of the spheres. Don't worry about it. Well, as this happens, Doug says his closeout uh, where he says, After that, things loosened up and everybody started to have a good time. Maybe it wasn't the most sophisticated party in the history of Bluffington, but it sure was fun. What a line. <laughs> and I, I guess... Nothing to do with what the episode just happened. Not a damn thing. I guess I don't think it's so cool to make fun of people. And to tell the truth... I don't think Roger will dare to play that game for a while. Crying out loud. Uh, you uh, got him, buddy. 
I guess. You broke a rib. <laughs> you we, didn't break a rib. You watched as somebody who you wussed out of bullying bullied back. <laughs> you could have made a moral out of this of if you take a shot at people, sometimes they'll take a shot back and that might be worse off. Like, there's something there. But... For whatever reason, Jenkins can't bring himself to do that one, so at the conclusion of an episode whose middle half is entirely about weird, horny bullshit, the conclusion is, actually, don't bully? Question mark? Well, in in the, 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 the vein of weird, horny bullshit, as we zoom out from Doug's house, we see that it is now fully nighttime, like it is dark out, and Roger is sitting on the stoop talking to himself at night. I, I can't tell what he's saying, but he's saying something, and then you hear the clown horn honk, which is what we discussed earlier. Stupid baby demon kicking me out of his realm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was Heckenhofer commanding uh, Roger, be gone, child. This place is consecrated to a yet higher power. Tonight, (laughs) the dirt bike rides. (laughs) You've failed me. You've been destroyed by Connie. She works for a much lesser power than I. (laughs) Look, the important thing is that you... Set up the mood such that Phil and Theta wandered out of the house, (laughs) and so they got the chance to get their shit going. You've done what you need to do today, kid. Take the rest of the night off. Oh my god. Well, it fades to black, and we don't see where anybody else does for the rest of the night, thank god. But that's the end of the episode. (laughs) What What a party. What a real good party for Doug's first and only party. That's what never a happened. Fascinating <laughs> shit show. What do we think the moral is here? I like party. Party good. <laughs> I love party. Let's party. I <laughs> think party. the moral is fear sex. <laughs> Kiss a dog. <laughs> I uh, fear sex unless you're kissing a dog. No, I don't think I like that one. Let's not go with that one. (laughs) Everyone will quietly look away and pretend nothing's happening if you're in your underwear standing on your head in the basement. Everyone get out the clown outfit. Oh, my God. (laughs) The cheese stands alone, I guess. Yeah, the cheese stands alone, I think, is the moral for this one, Uh because Phil is still Uh outside. Phil's been walking in circles for six hours. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we got anything else on this piece of shit? <laughs> I'd love to tell you, gentle viewer, that this is the last horny episode we'll have for a while, but I saw the first frame of the next episode <laughs> and immediately had to shut it off. God. Well, thank you, dear reader, for joining us for 100 quality episodes of The Funny Papers. <laughs> it's been a wild ride, and really, seriously, this has been amazing, and thanks for being here. <laughs> to a hundred more. To a hundred more about the Disney episodes. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Let's party. Saddle up, cowboys. We're headed to the dude ranch. <laughs> All right, well, until that happens on the next episode, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.